story of Chris Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. This is the wonderful story of Jesus' birth. I invite you to hear the word of the Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You know, I love to hear about people's Christmas plans. And usually it'll go something like this. Well, this year I'm staying home for Christmas. Or this year I'm going home. Christmas. It's interesting to think about what people consider home. For some people, home is where you grew up, and it'll always be that way. For some people, home is wherever you are right now. For others, home is wherever mama is or wherever your family is. Some of you might remember just how exciting it was to strike out on your own for the first time. There are, I loved it too. There are stories I'm not going to tell you right now. Where you, had, you, you could practice adulthood fresh in your own way, learning responsibility, going wherever you want, doing whatever you wanted. But you might also remember that first time you felt like, it's time to go home. It's time to go home. Maybe it started out because you needed some free laundry and a good meal, but 
There's more to it than that, isn't there? I'm going to go home. For me and for many, many others, there is, there's just something about feeling at home at Christmas time. But sometimes it can be a little hard, though, because we don't always know where home is. We have a sense of it in our minds of what home should be like. It should be like when we were kids and we were innocent and it, everything was carefree and easy. It should be like those times when everyone was together and we were comfortable and warm and there was love everywhere. But along the way, sometimes things change. People can't be with us anymore. People move. Places change. People change. Relationships change. We change. And home seems farther and farther away. And one day we might wake up and realize that we're not quite sure where home is. And on a deeper level, I think that I could speak for most people when I say that we have this yearning for something more than a street address. Where do we belong? Where do we belong? You know, that very question, I can only imagine Mary and Joseph asking themselves on that very first Christmas. It's obvious that life had changed quite a bit for them, and they were getting ready uh, to build a new home together. Sounds like a good plan. Awaiting their child, getting married, figuring out how they can build home with one another. It's great. It's what we like to think about our lives looking like sometimes. But there is a bump in the road in their plans. In the ninth month of Mary's pregnancy, dun da 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 here come the Roman soldiers into the north, uh, town of Nazareth, knocking on everybody's door saying, guess what, you're having a good time? Well, the emperor has commanded a census, and you've got to go back to your husband's hometown to be counted. You didn't expect it, but you got to get there quick. And so, because Joseph was from Bethlehem, Mary had to make that 10-day journey. There were no Ubers. 10-day journey in the ninth month of her pregnancy all the way down to Bethlehem. I'm pretty sure the term bed rest didn't mean much to the Roman authorities. I have not heard of one situation where you could get maternity leave from an imperial decree. So off they go. And I wonder how Mary felt about leaving her family and her support system in the final days of her pregnancy. But you know what? It didn't matter. The emperor emperor said it's time to go home, and so they had to go home. And when they arrived there, you know the story. For one reason or another, there's no room for them. There's no room in the family guest house. There's no room in the inn. There's no address for them. And Mary goes into labor in a stable. The emperor had said, it's time to go home, and he didn't seem to care whether they found home when they got there. But you know, they may not have found home, but home found them. There in that strange place, Jesus is born. There in that stable, Mary and Joseph find that their home is not at an address. It's in a person. It's in a relationship. I remember it wasn't too long ago that I had to drive to Orlando every week for school. Yeah, back and forth and back and forth. 
And my wife Amanda and I lived at a few different street addresses during that time. But the information that I put into my GPS at the end of every school day was always the same. I'd get into my car a little too late for anybody to be driving. I'd sit down, pull out my phone, and I'd type in, Amanda. Amanda. We may not always live in the same place. We may not always uh, have the same address, but we will always have one home with each other. And for a lot of people, that's what home is like. Home is relationship, not a location. Home is where the heart is, so they say. And if home is where the heart is, where the heart is then Mary and Joseph have found home in Jesus. Their home is in the perfect heart of the Son of God, the Word made flesh, the Savior of the world. And they might be far away from Nazareth, but they are not far from home because home is as close as the baby that she holds in her arms. Mary and Joseph found home in Jesus Christ. And my friends, that is the good news for all of us gathered here and all over the world at Christmas time. That in Jesus Christ, you have a home. And in the heart of God, there is always room for you. It does not matter who you are or what you've done or what's been done to you. Jesus is born into this world and you can find your home in him no matter your address. Every heart needs a home. And there's a home for you. Not just some place, but someone. Jesus says, I am your home. So my friends, come home for Christmas. Come home. Amen.